My name is Devin Larratt. I live in Ottawa, Canada. I'm 40 years old. I pull in the 225-pound class. I've always loved fighting. I've always been drawn to it since I was a kid. In, in 2001, I came to Canadian Special Forces. Did it really on a whim, just walking by the recruiting office and walked in. I thought that the best contribution I could make was to fight for civilization. He's done seven tours in Afghanistan. Big day ahead of me. I need to look my best. Sometimes when you're faced with your own mortality, you get a little bit better at living the rest of your life. Skydiving for me is a release. Love that letting go of the plane sensation. The instant when I'm even starting to think about letting go of that plane, I have to get rid of all my fear. That is a beautiful thing, to be able to free yourself of that entrapment. Of the joy that you can feel in flying through the air, the adrenaline, you know, falling through the sky, it's an amazing feeling. This type of training improves my mindset for my arm wrestling. You're forced to keep as much of your mind active as possible. Your life depends on it. It forces me to think while I'm under stress. There's a lot of stress, you know, you, you think you might die, you know. You know, in arm wrestling, you really have to make that switch, you know. You have to turn into something else uh, to be really good at the table. You have to let go of what you are in everyday life and you have to be, become something else. And it's the same thing in skydiving. You have to do something that you don't really want to do, but once you get there, you can, you can really let go of everything. What a great day. Got no skydive. I went on leave last year just to pursue arm wrestling fully. Every day, I'm training for this moment. Especially with this year off, he will literally train all day long. I just blew through a dude's hand. To win at the WAL, it means you're a bad dude. It's the biggest pro league that there's ever been. To win it the first year, I'm a part of history. It's a big deal for me. You're good. Gotta dub this over. Hey, thanks for having me on here, Jeremy. I'm uh, as you know, a big fan of your show. Uh, I got you on Instagram, and when you start going, I'm I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> right. <there. laughs> oh, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that a lot. It's uh, it's an honor and a privilege, like I said. And uh, thanks for being here. And um, uh, looking forward to it. Can't uh, can't wait. Turns out I think I've muted myself here. I'm going to have to fix that. There we go. I think. Good. No? Anyway, Devin Lorat, if you don't know, you should figure it out. Uh, Armbet.net, that's his baby, at Dev Lorat on Instagram, a veteran special forces operator. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm as far retired and as civilian as you can get now. I mean, you know, I've got this t-shirt now, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but my no, precious. I'm, I'm fully retired. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I, did, I did 20 and I did I did 16 at the Hill. So, I mean, there, there were some really good years and all good memories. Yeah, that's great, man. I've, I just realized my own my audio was muted this whole time, but that's all right. I'll fix it later. <laughs> I'm, I'm recording it, so it'll pick it up. Oh. Yeah, so they can hear I'm you. I'm talking to myself. Yeah. yeah, well, it's good. It's all right. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I know. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I got and it is what it is. So, um, how's everything been going, man? I was we wallowed the um, 
the uh, the 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 destruction there. Well, where was it in Dubai? Where you you have you're now the uh, the, the the you're the king uh, yeah. of arm wrestling now. Is that how it works? Well, I think that I kind of cleaned up North America uh, again. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I was I was probably considered the guy uh, from like 2008 to 2012, 13. And then, you know, I had surgeries and I got skinny for a long time. And yeah, yeah, like I just got back in May, what's called the the legacy hammer. It's supposed mm. to be held by, you know, the best guy, but there's it, the destiny hammer. I'm uh, sorry, the legacy hammer, I don't think is really gotten to the top of the hill yet. I really think I'm, I'm probably pretty good in North America, but I do believe that the dude right now to beat is in Georgia. He's this, uh, wow. he's this great big Georgian monster, Levon Sagnashvili. He's, uh, he's barely human. I love it. I love the guy. <laughs> if, if you say he's barely human, that's disturbing. I, I really get a kick out of yeah, uh, the, man. Yeah. the chirping going back um, and forth on the Instagram, the stories and stuff. Guys, will, yeah. you, you know, you guys tag each other. And uh, one of them I laughed at pretty hard the other day. Was, was that you doing the weird music? The brip, 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 whatever. It was just this weird. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a kid from, uh, that was a kid. I mean, the arm wrestling scene is growing. It's We've got a pretty good culture going right now. And, uh, yeah, there was a kid in in Russia who's super popular. He's got like fucking like six million followers on uh, on that, TikTok. And is that the schoolboy? Or is that somebody else? No, this is yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Schoolboy is super super popular on on YouTube, but there's there's a whole like every single social media platform has like their superstars. Mm. Uh, yeah, this 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 kid from Russia has got like he's got like six million followers on tiktok so wow yeah 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 mm-hmm. man so yeah he's this young phenom and he did this video and i just kind of copied it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> take from you know f- copy who's doing really well and just try to do it better than that right i was doing okay on tiktok for a while my uh rocky one of my uh, followers does that it was managing it for me went from nobody to 31 and a half thousand or something in about two months and in the last month it hasn't moved at all suspicious uh, i'm sure it's just a coincidence but you know that's the way man you gotta play that algorithm yeah it's the way it works here when you've got the wrong opinions and stuff um yeah i yeah. mean uh geez i don't even know where to where to begin it's uh you've had a fascinating career as well like uh i played a little intro there your wife you did seven tours so you did three and a half years of your life over there in that uh lovely yeah vacation spot I, I was in bosnia too but i don't even really count that like uh <laughs> you know you know uh yeah it was uh and you know you know like not all tours are the same yeah like some tours are you know pretty chill and then other tours are actually real yeah but yeah, yeah. The ice, sometimes you eat ice cream and swim in pools and the other times you, you live in holes in the ground and try not to die on a regular basis well i was basically always eating ice cream you know, <laughs> that part never really changed for me you gotta but, stay huge yeah. Yeah, you gotta stay, man. That's the, that's the main thing about going overseas, right? Free food all the time. Weights. Yeah. Eat, eat, eat. Yeah. Yeah. I got a kick yeah. out of the guys that did the teardown tour in Kabul in 2012, and they all just they all just got huge. <laughs> that's what they did. They essentially all just went and lifted yeah. weights. It was pretty funny to watch. Yeah. They all come back these monsters. You now. know, I do have 
I do have like a little bit of guilt, you know, like uh, being in the unit that I was with, mm-hmm. uh, we did get really, really well taken care of yeah. all the time. You know, it was very consistent for us. I mean, yeah. and, and, and we're very well aware that a lot of the dudes are out there living in holes, eating mm-hmm. rations for like, you know, the entire time. And it's just like, man, that's a tough tour that is a tough tour, you know, like, yeah, there was no, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. Like, even though, you know, we're doing, we're doing some, some tough stuff, at least we're getting our laundry done. We're, we're getting amazing food and definitely. I I do that any day compared to sitting in a trench and eating (laughs) rations for six months. It's definitely a different animal. I, I just I had a little bit of a taste of it. I wasn't around too long. I was in, I started I hung around Seesaw for a little bit on the operator course there, and then again ended up uh, had an issue. But uh, <laughs> I I know what you mean. I remember there was a time um, on the course there. I just felt like such a dickhead. We were sitting inside while all these uh, GD guys I had hired, like just privates and corporals from wherever they, it, this was down in the states, and they're up cleaning up our brass that we had been shooting all day. And I'm in there literally eating pizza indoors with the heat on watching them from the window. Like, I feel like, such, yeah. shouldn't we help them? Or, you know, it's kind of, I know what you mean. No. It's kind of a, no, yeah, no, fuck them. them. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't terrible, suffer. Right? Yeah, they I haven't feel, suffered. Yeah. They go out and eat ice cream right in front of them. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> you have there earned no this quality. ice cream. There's no quality. Yeah. 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 Seven, no, seven easy days. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Just chocolate cakes and high fives. There was a guy there. Um, yeah. I think he was with you guys for a while. He was one of the instructors on my course. I don't know if he was what he did there, but that's there was something he always said that I found was hilarious. He's like, at, you know, to be sarcastic, like it's just chocolate cakes and high fives. It's a piece. It's easy. It's awesome. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 yeah it's a tough. They, uh, they attempt to bring balance. They attempt to bring balance to the universe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> easy task. Not a you know. Yeah. Shooting low for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess so I didn't how, how are things out, uh, sorry, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to ask about, uh, I didn't know this actually. I didn't, uh, I was just reading earlier. I you'd been, you're actually wounded on one of these deployments. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, one mission that was pretty rowdy. Uh, <laughs> I ended up getting, getting hit a couple times, but, Oof. uh, in shrapnel, uh, and yeah, and I got one direct hit, but uh seemed to slow you down much yeah well i got lucky you know yeah but uh yeah i mean when you look back there we're all lucky really like if we're still here yeah yeah very lucky and that day i was extra extra lucky (laughs) because there was just a it was just a total disaster (laughs) (laughs) man going going in and doing a hit in the broad daylight never works for special forces typically i mean that's typically a no-go but everybody's awake everybody's got nothing to do and the signal goes hey everybody the whole town comes out to see what's happening and yeah 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 not not really favorable but you know looking back you know those hard days are probably my favorite days to remember you know it's where yeah. to learn the most and uh you know That's hopefully hopefully somehow they make you a better person 
Yeah. Hopefully. Well, I, you know, humility, I think, too, because I, I, I noticed a lot of guys, they would have quite a, they had quite a, not an attitude or an ego, but it was, everything changed once it was like, oh, this is real. Like there's shit, there's bullets okay. flying around now, and it's like, oh, okay, maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm not such the badass I thought I was. I'm gonna just take it easy a little yeah. bit, here. you know. And I wanted to ask yeah. you about that, about because um, this is something I always wondered, like, because um, you, I get you get seven deployments, obviously a, a shitload of experience. Just the, that feeling, that always, if I should really sit there and, and sit in it and think about it, you can kind of really bring it back in a way of like, yeah. uh, just what it feels like to like that that the intensity of that. There's just no, I mean where like people are trying to fucking kill you and it's like you could just turn a corner and then everything goes black that's it and uh you're not gonna have sometimes that's just what happens and it's uh i don't know if that gets easier to deal with or did you like does it stay the same and does your ability to cope with that and manage that become stronger or is it yeah this just always sucks Uh, you know, I think it's probably different for a lot of guys, a lot of guys who go through it and then go back continuously. I think that for those guys, it's a different answer and Mm. people are on a, people are on a spectrum. I feel like me as a, as a person going into that, like when you talk about the bravery scale, okay. I, I would say that in the unit where I was like at the Hill, like most, like most of those guys are just, they're so brave. I honestly would have, would have assessed myself as being on the less than average bravery scale. <laughs> in that unit. I swear. Yeah. Like we got, we got guys who are just so gung ho, who are just yeah. so like, yes, yeah. put me in first. I'm first through the door. I want yeah. in on every single hit. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would have probably put myself as, as, as uh as below average on the bravery scale and i remember my first tour like my first like and when i say tour i mean like real tour like yeah. tour where there's, you're going out at night and you're you're, a, you're fighting like it's threat level yeah. combat yeah. yeah so i remember on that tour i would say that my performance was like really impacted by all those things like uh you know like you know before you go out on like when you're planning the mission your stomach is just like oh my god it's (laughs) my last day on this planet that's the worst yeah yeah right so you know like you know leading up to the mission you're like and then and then you get on the chopper you get on the humvee or wherever and you know you get into game mode but at the same time like i remember the first mission i was i was younger i was oh when I was probably in my late twenties or early thirties. Mm. And, uh, and I just wasn't like, it would affect me. Like it would affect yeah. me a little bit, like in the mission, on the mission, especially like a longer one. If like we had like a mobility where it was like, you know, 10 days, two weeks or something. Right. I would notice that my willingness to, uh, you know, have my head up and look and it was just like, I'd slowly start to become degraded a little bit. Yeah um uh dave do you ever read uh dave grossman's books on killing yeah and on combat those I, I, i'm a terrible reader like really bad i, <laughs> I, I did it, i'm i've read like seven books in my life those just happen to be one yeah. of them yeah i i did look at some of the training stuff i found that very interesting hmm. um like well, i i saw how like the percentages were from like the different wars and all that yeah i, I, found, I found that fascinating 
an aspect of that he was he talked about is that like your the the continual exposure to like the threat level and the fear level and the combat like it does degrade you over time it's like that's why they have got to replace like the longer and more extended time these guys are exposed to uh combat and the intensity of it and so on there's like a bell curve where it's like it'll be good and then after a while it starts to really come down in a hurry and you got to replace these you get burned out and your brain like yeah. You know, like drugs or something. You can't have these chemical, these intense levels of adrenaline coming through your brain. You'd get exhausted. That's another thing. I could never, never believe have. that you would fall asleep. And, you know, like you do. Like we would we would have like ambushes yeah. or whatever. And it's like, yeah, just hold this 10 and 2 for a couple hours. Like, okay. You know, and then your heart rate comes down. You're literally like, yeah. <sighs> like falling asleep. It's like someone just tried to kill you two hours ago. And now you're sleeping. Like, yeah, you, it's hard. <laughs> that's why you have to have reserve guys to reserve forces to replace them. Because that's when the counterattack comes when you're exhausted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did notice uh, things absolutely did change for me as as i went forward mm. uh so that tour like my first tour was a bit rough that's the one i got i got shot on and um you know came back and i really licked my wounds for probably like a good year Oof. and and then my subsequent tours after that my psychology absolutely changed it 100 changed and I, I used a tool that I, I think is quite common with, with guys is that I, I developed, I guess what you call a switch, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I really yeah. had the ability to really change, um, you know, on the camp, in the day, in the planning, on, yeah. on regular me, like still have those same feelings of my guts churning. But then I found that once we kind of crossed the threshold of mission start, I was like a totally different guy. Totally mode. different. Like, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like, talked I about was that there too. To do the job, and I won. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, but it took I, me a good tour to get there. It took me like. Yeah. Yeah. Take experience. It took, sure. it took a good solid deployment, and then and then come back, lick my wounds, and then after that, it's like I developed it. It's like I, yeah. I had the ability to actually truly enjoy what it was that it was it was giving me and just making the best of it yeah because if you if you don't go there you're gonna do worse (laughs) yeah for sure i found it was like an acceptance thing i mean i only did the one the one combat tour was was that one but it was the initially like a lot of time leading up to it too my brain was always like how do i not die like how do i not you know just trying to not (laughs) make not make mistakes like do like try to be perfect at everything and make no mistakes and there's like man you can do everything right and still get smoked. So it's like, you have to, there's a level oh, yeah. of this, you have to just accept that this could happen. Yeah. It could, you know what I mean? And just do your best and whatever happens. That's part of the game. And if you don't, you can't accept it, you're going to be, you know, you loosen up a little bit and go, well, you know, it's just you know, let the fates fall where they may, you know, do what I'm going to do, whatever, man. But, um, and that, yeah. I think there's a little bit of, you know, power there too, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's probably the best thing I, I got out of my experience in the military was being able to, to, I've talked about this before on the street. I guess you watched some of them. I had no idea. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah. that yeah. you can, there, I think it exists in most men or everybody really, but it's a part of our personality that you have to reach in and cultivate a little bit or embrace that there's like, yeah, there's another aspect of your, this, that society, especially now hates, like they call it, you know, toxic masculinity into an effect where it's like the switch where it's like, I can just turn into this other guy where, you know, you can set all this stuff aside and do what I got to do. 
And that's, you know, that's how we survived for thousands of years. I mean, if you're going to hunt a wolf or something, you can't be like, I hope it eventually you have to kind of go into a headspace where it's like, I'm going to fucking kill you one way or another. And that's it. You know, I don't care what I got to do, but yeah. I'm doing it. And then you just, that's all there is yeah. in your head. You're not thinking anything else. And um, that's a great thing to have. It builds a lot of confidence, I think. I mean, I'm a totally different person than I was 10 or 15 years ago. And I think I owe that to the, the military and having, you know, having these experiences that you can, and you got to think about it and process it too. After the fact, you can't just show up and never think about it again and walk away. Like, oh, I don't know. I guess I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. Mission before stealth, right? That's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, once, if you can, if you can really embrace that, you become very good at accomplishing a mission. Yeah. If you throw yeah. yourself into it. And I guess yeah. that's probably served you very well in your, your arm wrestling career. <laughs> it seems like there was a video I played of yours on here once. And it was clearly to, you were talking about the, uh, comp- the, the match you had coming up with um, big fella there. What was his name? Oh God, the big beard. Oh, with Mike. Yes. Yeah. Is it where I hit my head again? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I went I, mission before self big time on this last one. Yeah. That's the one I was trying to show. I was trying to tell. I was like, you see what he's doing here? Like he's going in like, you know, like there's a, something happens where it's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm this guy until I've finished doing what I got to yeah. do. And we're staying, we're going to sit in I this. Yeah. Yeah. What I've found is the same thing we're talking about with, you know, how you can only maintain that for so long. Yeah. So I normally only kind of turn on the the killer mode for like just the last little bit. Like I kind of try and be just a good person and, you know, yeah, you know, open and compassionate, whatever I need to do to be like a good human being in the world. But then there comes a time when it is, no more messing around yeah. <laughs> and a lot of yeah i know norm- and i normally clean up a little bit when i do it yeah well it's like a ritual you know what i mean like it's there's got to be some i think that helps some kind of extreme physical change like even just shaving your beard like i look like a completely different i look like a baby so i can never shave this off it's got to stay forever or i'll never get laid again um yeah. but you know shaving yeah. your head or something that you don't like you can almost physically separate different uh i had a guy my first section commander who i thought he was great brian kenny was his name and he would, uh, he had a mustache. That's what he, what he would do. He would grow a mustache before, and it would be like, that's, and he'd be like, that's evil, Brian. He's different. Right, <laughs> you know? right. I'm like, Roger, okay. Huh. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like some kind of something, some, everybody's got some kind of, you know, maybe not everybody, but uh, it's definitely in there for sure. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I'm just playing the video. I don't know if you can see yeah, it. Yeah, it's really there. important. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I love to do it. I love to get there. Like I feel like the level of focus and the adrenaline and the 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 living in the moment is what I what I really still I still yearn for it. I still yeah. seek it. Yeah, um, it's and, hard. And to... now I have it. I have it in arm wrestling a little bit. You know. So. Yeah, it's hard to replace it's that. Easy. Yeah, I think guys. Yeah, I think people. Then you need some kind of mission or something to do that's not like just swinging an axe all day you know what i mean you need some kind of something ambitious that you feel like is worth your time that's not like you know plow plowing a driveway or something you know nothing wrong with that kind of work or whatever but i you know you need something to something some kind of mission or something that's like challenging for you but uh yeah that's kind of the same thing peterson talks about this before you know he's like a good man is not somebody that's uh 
who's harmless. He's like a good guy. The guy you want, like who you want to be sheriff is like the nicest guy, a compassionate guy who's got a lot of empathy. He, you know, he understands people. He's, he's there to look out for you or whatever. But if the wolves come, he'll fucking flip a switch and, and go to town. You know what I mean? He'll clean the fucking clean house. And he's, you know, that's who you want. And uh, that's what, that's been no my experience. Kidding. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? And I know so many guys who are those great people. Yeah. I know them. I know they're there and I get so angry. And that's why I like to listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've met uh, a, a lot of the guys I've met were like kind of in your circles. All those guys that I, you know, I had the pleasure of working with uh, or trained me at all. Or, and a lot of the, the Kansoff guys I know and spent time with and like, they're all like that. They're all very, they're great human beings and it's, but it's all like, they're all smiles. It's like, uh, it's kind of jarring to, you know, especially newer guys that, um, they go and do these selections and stuff. And it's like when it's work mode, like they're trying to break you, they're going to test you and they're going to try to break. And then if they, you know, if they get hurt or they leave, whatever it's like, and then they were super nice. It's like, well, yeah, man, they're not, there's nothing personal. He doesn't hate you. He's like, dude, are you okay? Like, is your knee all right, man? He's yeah. like, Oh, you know, and it's like, Oh, I didn't understand. It's like, because it's a, it's you know what i mean you'll understand you either understand or you don't i think but yeah, yeah all those guys are I, I don't know any of them that are yeah. you know not like that really to, th now to come to think of it but uh yeah just no, great it's, it's, it's we need it's more great, it's a great place to work for sure yeah that, and, and i do i mean and i think that's why a lot of veterans are in this same boat where they're looking at the leadership right now and they're just like the level of risk adversity how yeah. it's shaping our entire country i mean is enough to make us lose our minds when we yeah. know there's people we like we probably all know a good handful of them that were like just put that guy there just put this guy there yeah and all these things just disappear yeah i've you know i've been and it's again like i'm no any kind of great leader or anything but i've had the again i've had the pleasure and the honor of being able to work for some of these guys. I've had a great, I've had great examples to learn from. So it's like, I, I can, I'd be like that guy, that's the guy you want or, or, or the opposite of him. You know what I mean? I've also had really bad leadership where like this guy sucks. And, um, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, the leadership of the country and, you know, a lot of the military right now, it's like, this is not gonna, this isn't going in the right direction. These are not, you know, and it's like, they don't have to be the smartest person or, or, or whatever, but if they're just, weak soft bad people that are gonna cut corners and you know do the things they're doing like this is destined to fail because that's what i've learned in the military because uh, that's what i really loved about the military the things i did like about it was that there's no faking it you can't fake anything that rucksack weighs 100 pounds every step it doesn't get lighter you can't pretend you can't uh you know reality is reality if you get shot you got to deal with it you know it's like th there's no amount of uh you can't talk your way out of any of this stuff. You got to perform and results matter. And, and it's like, but they're, they're doing the opposite now. It's like, well, we're just, uh, we'll just say a bunch of things that don't make sense and take a bunch of terrible actions. And then like the Homer Simpson quote, you know, it's like, I'm just going to hide under some coats and so to hope that somehow everything works out. Like this is concerning to me because this isn't consistent with everything I've learned in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, I, I left before I feel like the culture really changed. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got out in 2017, and right around then it was starting to get weird. The guys I've been talking to lately, and they're, they're just like, you wouldn't, believe, you wouldn't believe the stuff that's going on now. Believe yeah. you, but I wouldn't believe it. Yeah, I've heard some whispers too, but uh, yeah, 
I prefer just to stay in my with my blinders on now. Maybe. <laughs> well, it's just it's another just just a little bit longer. Yeah, well, it's one of those things. Like, well, what can I even do? You know, like some people obsess over these things, and it's like, yeah, they don't pay attention, and care, but like if, if it's ruining your life, you know, then you know I can't, you know, I I, I can't do anything about these things really. So. Um, if it affects you that deeply, it's probably not good for you. <laughs> it's not good for you to spend that much time stressing over these things. But and if, and try to deal with things in your own life that you can affect. You know. So what do you got going on out that way? Well, I've just been doing this <laughs> mostly. Uh, it's pretty. I like it out here. I mean, I guess you've probably you've been all over the country, so you know that it's it's just different. I like the the attitudes and the people out here just, it just more, not that anything's better or worse. It just suits me better. I just, you know, I like it here. I like the, uh, I don't mind the terrain. Some guys are like, it's too flat. It's too, there's too many. It's too flat. Like, I like it. I think it's cool. It's different. It's, uh, nice and dry and warm all Hold the time. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, I thought you were in Nova Scotia. I am from Nova Scotia. I'm currently in Saskatoon, Saskatoon area. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, no, that you'd moved. I thought yeah. you were still out. No, I go back and forth. I uh, my my kids are they live in Nova Scotia with their mom, so I travel back and forth. And you know, uh, my family all lives there. My dad, my mom, and, and stuff are all there. So Saskatoon, man, yeah. that's wild. I've, I've was, never spent that time in Saskatchewan. It's uh, it's di- It's like the Texas of 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 Canada, kind of. You know, and it's similar to Alberta, I guess, in a lot of ways. But yeah, it was just a totally different. I just was like, I just got to do something different for a little while, you know, and. This is definitely it. <laughs> Different scene, like kind of like shaving your head and doing a whole, you know, I was kind of in a rut. So I was like, this, you know, this is not, why not? You know, it's what's the worst that can happen. Yeah. yeah. You got, you got any, uh, you got any arm wrestlers out there or what? I'm any sure there are. There's some, there's some big fellas out here for sure. <laughs> the arm vet, uh, that was, is that your, is this your baby? You know, uh, I've, I've been in arm wrestling since I was a, since I was a baby, like, I mean, okay. I started arm wrestling when I was like five or six okay. and I, I basically have always been like a super fan. So I'm like taking ideas from this and that and this and that. And I kind of realized, uh, probably like five years ago, really what we needed to kind of, Oh, look at you. <laughs> jo- hold this on. Hold on a sec. Joe, come and show people what you look like right now. Okay. Anyway, Jody is uh is an actress. I'm going to a pink party. Just getting. Oh, perfect. (laughs) A pink party. Everybody's pink. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, I kind of figured out what I thought we needed, and I mean, like everything is evolving all the time. And right now, I feel like we're in a period where the phone is just—it's so powerful, right? Mm -hmm. So. We need to learn more how to do everything through this. So I, we need to, it's a bit it's about community building and that's really the heart of what Armbet is. And then, you know, all sorts of cool stuff on top of that. Where yeah. now we've at, we can actually, uh, you know, we can, we can stake arm wrestlers, we can get equipment, whatever we need. Anyways, um, yeah, I pitched it to everybody, every single person I thought I could, uh, get to help me finally uh kind of the ball got rolling and now we have such an awesome team i'm so mm. happy now i feel like it's it's given me a good purpose you know the the growth of of this app i think in a few years i think it'll just be such a great tool 
for anybody who wants to get into the RMSN community. It already is good, but in like two or three years, it's just going to be, it's going to really help a lot of people. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't even think, I didn't even know this was a thing really until yeah. I, I think I started following you maybe. And I was like, oh, what the heck? It's, it's a lot of fun. Surprisingly, like I didn't think it would be like uh, I was yeah. an article I was reading actually earlier about uh, this the one here from the Ottawa citizen from a few years ago. And it was kind of the same, like you might think it's like, you know, high school, but it's like, no, it's pretty fucking serious, man. These are pretty big mean dudes that do some yeah. serious, uh, serious training for this. And it's, uh, oh, yeah. I love the struggle, you know, it's like yeah. just a, a mental game. That's another fun. I, I love watching because it's so entertaining. My favorite clip that I've, I, I played this a few times where you're, uh, um, uh, what was the guy's name? Jerry. Uh, he, he was just, this guy's Jerry huge. Catter. Yeah. He's huge. And he's yeah, just, he's just, huge. and you're just not even moving. And you're like, nah, yeah. and he, he get, puts in the big oh, effort yeah, and you're like, Oh, so close. Just taunting. You know, it was like, this is amazing. I'm way too strong, Jerry. It was amazing. That's it. That's yeah. It. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite matches. Oh uh, man. Yeah. It, Guys, guys are serious. Guys get hooked in arm wrestling. It's it's a great sport. The thing that I love about it so much is it's it's at, at the base of it. Um, you know, it's it's the size of sport where you're not. It's not money isn't the main motivator. Like people aren't doing it for money. They're doing it. Everybody who shows up at arm wrestling practices is there to work. Is there to you know become a stronger, better person. And the community mm. just really, you know, makes that happen in people. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great. I, I love, I, that's, that's the thing I mean, people can both complain about, but I think is what makes it special is kind of, for the most part, the absence of a lot of money. Most clubs mm. don't, don't charge a membership fee. You can just show up, uh, meet people, train together. And so many people are the same, you know, like, I personally have have always struggled with doing things by myself. I'm I'm terrible at it. Like you ask me to do anything, if it's if it's just me, mm. I really I'm just I'm just not really gonna do it that well. But if you put me in with other people, I it's I I, I thrive. So mm. um, you know, so arm wrestling. I mean, we are sharing our fitness experience. You know, yeah, like together we get stronger. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I love it. It's super, I mean, um, community building, especially now, I think is, is really important. I mean, the way society is kind of fracturing and everybody hates everybody and everything's, you know, I've been trying to push that to like, um, you know, this is all the people in the telegram groups and whatever. And it's like, if you, if you're into this, if you resonate, if what we're doing resonates with you, go in there. If I guarantee there's going to be somebody near you that is on the same page and it's worth, you know, going out there and trying to find these people and, you know, making friends and, you know, kind of community building a little bit and networking. Cause just for your mental health alone to know that you have, um, you know, a, like a peer group, you know, you need something, everybody needs something. And, and it's just very isolating the world we live in now. Everything's over the phone. It's very easy to just stay home and be in front of screens all day and you lose real connections with human beings. <laughs> everything's over the screen. And it's like, that's not real. It's not, it's a, it's a cheap substitute for the real thing. And it, it you know, you can get by with it, but it's not the same as, you know, um, mean you know being with other people and sharing these experiences and stuff and um you know so i think i think it's important and and yeah we're all stronger together i'm terrible doing stuff by myself i I can't i almost need other people like the website was another guy all this whole overlay was another guy that did this for me uh the the tiktok channel is run by somebody else and 
you know, and, and, you know, people find me and send me stuff and, you know, it's like, well, this is much easier when there's a bunch of other people, but if you can't, nobody's does everything by themselves. I think Schwarzenegger said something like that before. Like, there's no such thing as a self-made man. Everybody's got help. Everybody's yeah. got some kind of, yeah. And it's true. So, I mean, you can either recognize that or you can think that you do everything on your own, but the humility aspect to it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, Mondays and Thursdays right here in uh, Canada. Anybody's near Ottawa, come out and find us. We're at Buster's seven o'clock tonight. Tonight. Oh, yeah. we are. It's always a big <laughs> celebration. It means I get to, Mondays and Thursdays. I get to take the day off and do whatever. I no working out Mondays and Thursdays. Cause I get to hang with the team. Those are your only, are those your only off days? You just do Mondays? Well, no. Um, I, I actually, I, I switch it up a lot. Basically, so like, so now that I'm retired, I really am a full-time professional arm wrestler. Like, uh, so most of, most of my life is dedicated to my, my craft. So, uh, so I like to go to practice. That's mm. my favorite. I really enjoy it and it's actually the probably it probably really is the best way to get better as well and the days that i practice i don't work out with weights or anything so yeah so i i normally do like when i'm really training hard i'll do like three or four club meetings a week so basically every other day i'll go to a club yeah. uh two in ottawa and then I might bounce out a little bit, like I'll go to Montreal or I'll go to Toronto or wherever, just mm. Pembroke, you know, there's <laughs> lots of clubs around. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I wanted to ask you about that. Look, there's so many stories about you. Are you aware of this? <laughs> <laughs> Your training stories that are like, dude, I saw, I saw a Lorat in the gym and uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's human. <laughs> What is your, you know, when you were at your peak, like, or what, maybe yeah. that's now, I don't know. What kind of, what does your training oh, day look like? Yeah, look at, I mean, guys who knew me from when I was serving, I, I was in, I, I'm 46 now. And I'm, I'll tell you, I'm really damaged, really, yeah. really damaged. Like in yeah. terms of like most of my joints are pretty, like I can still <laughs> do a lot of stuff, but yeah. uh yeah, I'm definitely not what I was when I was like 25 to 30. Like yeah. back then, I basically didn't have injuries and I was just a complete retard, like <laughs> complete, complete idiot. You know, there's a good mean. picture of me there. Like that's, yeah. that's me. Like, yeah, and I, I could, I could run, I could do I everything. Could, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, you're at that time when the injuries haven't affected you and, you know, you're, you're in full soldier mode and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was actually just out running this morning and I've got something going on with my hip and I'm like, I don't know if this is just old. Like, that's the diagnosis. Yeah. It's like old. It just hurts now. So carry on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I just turned through. Well, I'll be 36 here after Christmas. But... And it's, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Or like I also, I was in a bad snowmobile accident once in Petawawa. I went right through a tree, spun my whole life. I can't believe it didn't break my femur. But I'm like, is that what it is? Like, did it just finally come loose? I don't know. But yeah, I catch it. It definitely, your yeah. body definitely ages faster doing that kind of work. Yeah. Like every mile you you put in with those rucksacks and all the gear on and everything and every, every jump these guys do and every bad fall, you know, it just, it adds up. It's cumulative and it's, some of them yeah. are per permanent. It's like, and it gets worse as you get older. My back That's is starting right. to hurt now. I hurt my back when I was 18, I think, or 17. I was doing, I did basic in the, or maybe I was 16. I was young 
and I was 120 yeah. pounds, maybe doing oh, uh, battle school as a C9 gunner. <laughs> so I just oh, did the oh. stiff need, like when you can't bend your knees, walking like eh, 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 just in my back, I could feel it like crunching on one side. I'm like, oh, that's not good. And now it's starting to hurt yeah. like the last couple of years, the and, same and spot. That, yeah. Yeah. Like way, way yeah. later. It's like, I believe it. see in 20 years, kid. You're like, oh man, really? Like that's cool. That's wild. I can't believe that. Uh, let's see. The Ferryman's Toll, one of the guys that follows, he says, I guess I have to hold off a few hours on leaving and make a trip to Canada tonight. Do it. That would be great. Yeah, go. Where, where'd you say it was? Uh, yeah, come on out. Busters uh, at 420 Hazeldean in Canada. There you go. Oh, so, yeah. Seven, seven, yeah. There you go, brother. Come go check out. it out. Uh, a couple um, of Hadrian's dumpsters. I haven't been able to catch anything for a while. DTS, stay bigoted, brother. Thanks, man. Full draw scarves. Good afternoon. Forgot about, forgot about it. Some have seen. This is a must-share screen record. I don't know if uh, if that will load or not. But um, take a while. Yeah, it's taking a while. But um, yeah, it uh, yeah, your body definitely <laughs> definitely degenerates faster. But uh, that that's something else I missed about it too. I, I think I don't know where I was reading this. Maybe the same article about. That was a great thing about the military. They they basically pay you to train, and everything I learned about you know fitness and everything was as a result a byproduct of that because it was part of your job. You needed to do it, and um, yeah. you know I, I ended up I hooked up with a guy Chris Schneer is his name at uh, Synergy Training Center and uh, outside Fredericton. I'm not sure if he's still there or not, but he had uh, he had like uh, a lot of professional athletes there. Brandon Brewer is the uh, Canadian middleweight boxing champion was training there. There was a couple other like professional fighters there, and you know it was just a different like this is not. Um, no, you know, he actually was one of the, what were they called? The trainers that the, the army has at the gym and stuff. Uh, the fairies? The fairies uh, no, like the, what the hell are they called? No, like the um, oh, PSP. Uh, he was a PSP guy. Yeah. The Perry yeah. was before the PSP. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was PSP yeah. and then he went and did his own thing and it was a totally, I mean, guys are throwing tires around and sledgehammers and big rocks and just like, you know, one, and he just make up new stuff every day. I, you know, I paid a lot of money for it, but I was like, that was worth every penny because I remember everything and that stays with you forever. Those are like, you know, and then you can pass that on to other people. And one day I went in there and he just, uh, he filled a uh, duffel bag full of rocks. <laughs> just big rocks and he's like here you go he's like do like all these sets with this ro-. and he's like because it's an uneven it's basically throwing a dead body around and he's like it just challenges your body in a different way things i would have never thought to do on my own that you don't you know do with cables on a cable fly machine in a gym or something and yeah. that kind of stuff is just uh but yeah it was you know the army's got some benefits to it i guess besides getting yeah. shot and blown up and whatever besides <laughs> the really fun stuff yeah the great times great days yeah so, um, yeah, I did want to, I was curious about that. I, I guess that's probably, that would make sense. I was going to ask you, what was the, uh, if you ever had a time that you were like, that you found that was the most fear you'd ever felt? Like where you were like, you know what I mean? Like the most intense level of fear, like real fear. Cause that, I had never been scared before until I was, until I was in Afghanistan. Like you think you're scared. Like, oh, this guy's going to beat the shit out of me after school. That's not fear. Fear is, is fear is a guy lining you up with an RPG seven, you know, and you're, you have no cover, no time to react. I'm like, I'm fucking dead. You know, like I imagine probably getting shot would be one of those times. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, just when I hear you talking about it, to me, there is quite a difference in my mind right away. When I hear you say the words between fear and adrenal response Mm. and you know like i feel like there's a bit of a difference there i feel like fear is a little bit more like i'm thinking about this and i'm very wary of it and i'm 
not happy about it. And I, <laughs> you know, whereas you don't really always have the luxury of fear when you're so much in it, mm. but your adrenaline might be just redlining and beyond. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the times when I was probably at the most risk, uh, the fear wasn't really so present, but the adrenaline was. Mm. And then times when I would be more away from things, I would have the luxury of perhaps, you know, yeah. being able to rationalize things a little bit more and probably having a more pure feeling of fear. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I guess there's more fear beforehand. You know what I mean? While you're talking about the mission planning and just waiting, like we would tell us like, oh, here's our, you do your, your, uh, yeah. you know, your, your, and you're just left to sit with that. It's like, we're doing what today? It's like, wow, well, we got, you know, 80 or 90 guys dug in here with small arms and indirect fire. There's probably booby traps and mines and the whole thing. And, you know, at uh, in five or six hours, we're going to go get them and kill them all. Any questions? <laughs> you know, And I'm like, yeah. we're doing what tomorrow? You know, and you just kind of sit there and think about all the things that can go wrong. And, but then when you're in it, it's a totally different, I guess, cause you know, you know, I guess maybe you get used to it, but it's brand new when you're brand new. And it's like, I don't, my legs feel funny, you know, like I can, they're there, <laughs> but they just feel weird. Like kind of, you know, like, what is this? And, you know, you lose some of yeah. your fine motor skills and, you know, some guys have like ocular and audio occlusion. Like they can't, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. weird thing to manage that if you don't know how, or if you've never done it before, it can be overwhelming for people. Yeah. I, I found that, uh, there were other feelings that were worse than fear, mm. like you know, guilt. Yeah, <laughs> guilt is a terrible one. You know, the after. So before there's fear. Yeah. During there's like adrenal redlining. Yeah. And then afterwards, you'll feel like guilt about things that you feel like you didn't do quite right, and you yeah. want to fix them. You know. That's the yeah. one that lasts, I think. I know a lot of guys like that, that just, yeah. they, you know, uh, I was talking yeah. to a friend of mine yesterday and a lot of the guys, we had a bad, um, we had a bad, we had a whole section get wiped out by uh, an ID. And uh, a lot of them still are like, you know, bl I, like they blame them. They just feel guilty. It's even just surviving where it's like th yeah. they got, they went home in a box and I get to watch their kids cry about it. And I'm here drinking a beer. It doesn't seem fair. You know, it's yeah. like a, Especially yeah. when you're brought up to be a team and, you know, we're all together and it's like they didn't get to go home and I did. That's fucked up. Um, yeah. If, if they could go back, like, I mean, the, the, the army guys, they're, they're always like the, the teams, they're always trying to fix, like make things better. Like, mm. especially like, like now they're focusing more on the psychology of it. I think that they've done a really good job now in preparing guys for, for combat like way better than when I was going in. Like, you know, when I was leaving, there's like courses in mental resilience now that mm. you take to, you know, just to make yourself stronger mentally so you don't break down as easy. Right. But I don't know that there's that much uh, for the, the, you know, for the, for the dealing with, with the guilt part. And maybe there is now, maybe there is, mm. yeah, maybe they fixed all that. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you, what do you, do you miss any of it? I mean, I do. I mean, I think everybody does. It's, yeah, you go through a yeah. weird, I went through a weird kind of, um, when guys are done and they want to get out, they're done. You know, <laughs> like I can't wait to fucking get, turn all this shit in and get out of here. And then you're like, I'm free. I'm, you know, and then it slowly starts yeah. to creep back in. And then you only remember the good times for a while. Yeah. And then you become one of yeah. these assholes with a rcr flag all the time uh, you're like it was the uh, best yeah. you know it's like what happened? Yeah, what RCR? <laughs> <laughs> bro 
Propatria! <laughs> why are you selling? Why don't yell Propatria while we're banging? That's weird. You know, like now I something, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird transition. But. Yeah. I, I've, uh, I, I do miss um, a lot of the people, uh, but you know, the people aren't necessarily tied to the jobs. I, I still talk to a lot of them. I still got a lot of buddies that I converse with and um, you know, you miss the culture a little bit. I probably miss the food more than anything. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, for, that's a that's a great perk because then I'm like I gotta cook my own stuff now. Like, oh man, oh you gotta get a wife and just get her. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, ter- yeah, I'm a terrible luck. cook. I'm basically again the Simpsons. Yeah. Like, I'll pour cereal in a bowl; it'll catch fire. I'll be like, I don't know what I did. I don't know, honey. Yeah, <laughs> I burned the cereal again. Yeah, I'm the yeah, I miss the guys. I think the dudes when I was getting out. Um, it was, we, it was just some corporal, I think I was duty NCO or something in third battalion when I was leaving and he was, Oh, you're getting out. I was like, yeah, this is like my last day or something. And he's like, and, uh, his, I think his old section man or something, he said, uh, he's like, well, I don't know. It's like one of those things. It's profoundly like, I'm looking at him. Like he doesn't even know, understand what he just said, but it's like, that is profoundly true. He was like 20 and he's like, well, you know what they say? You miss the clowns, but you miss the clowns, but not the circus. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I I do miss the the job as well a little bit. Like, uh, you know, there's there's really, it's it's a great form of expression, you know, mm. to be at that, you know, pointy end of the spear for your country. It's the top it's, of uh, the top of the pyramid, man. You guys were at the fucking. It's, it's a really it's a really great place to be. Uh, it's just you know when when I realistically kind of reminisce, then I'm like would I ever want to be back there? Like sometimes I'm like, yep, yep, yep. And then I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Depends <laughs> maybe, on the mood you're in. Maybe yeah. not. I, to me, it's, it's all about the same thing we talked about at the beginning, you know, mission for self. You got, you have to believe in whatever mission you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and, and my mission has really changed now. Uh, probably. And I've really finally found some good resolve in my mission. Uh, you know, my mission now is my, my family and uh, my craft and arm wrestling. And I, I think that I can build some community outside of, uh, well, outside of being a soldier now, I feel like now I'm, uh, I'm something else. I'm not, yeah. I'm just not that guy anymore. Hats off to all the guys who still do it and girls, you know, hundred percent. And I, yeah. it took me a little while because I got out and I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I started doing this about two years ago and I kind of found a, you know, it, it turned out to be, you know, it was a positive thing. People are entertained by it. They like it, whatever. And, and you know, it's become a whole other what's thing now, but. What's your long-term strategy here? Where, where are you going with all this? I stuff? don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, I just, uh, it's been going, going well for the last couple of years. Uh, you know, warlord maybe, or some kind of despot dictator. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just, when I, I originally, I thought I was like, maybe I'll be a comedian or something. That was kind of, I just saw people doing this. Uh, st- I, you know, I was on my couch watching, I think it was Owen Benjamin or somebody. And, and he's like, here's a guy who's just talking to 5,000 people. And he's just with a laptop. I was like, damn, yeah. that's, that's something like that. I, I could do that. You know, I couldn't, you know, why not? We'll give that a shot. And I did that yeah. for a little while. And now it's just become, yeah, like there's a whole there's a whole bunch of these people now. There's thousands of people. There's some of these guys are selling. these sold like three or four hundred of these flags now all over the country, and people are you know meeting up and making friends and everything. And it's Hold on, cool. that's not from the kid shop. <laughs> this one, no. This one, yeah. This <laughs> this gun over you here. Get is that from, name. 
You that's sell those? Our, that's from our kit shop. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, Frank. Oh, cool. uh, Blackbird Industries actually makes them and uh, sells them out. Or, Frank buys them in bulk and mails them to people if they want them. And I don't know, it'd just be a cool thing. You could see, like, if you see that out in public, it'd be like seeing a battalion banner or something like that. You'd be like, oh, you'd automatically know you have a lot in common with this person. And I thought that would be kind of yeah. a, that's a cool thing to, you know, an easy thing to do for people. And yeah, I don't really have a, yeah. I'm not really a guy with a plan. <laughs> like the, I'm like more yeah, like a dog yeah. chasing cars, you know? I don't know. Uh, same way, man. I'm the same way. Yeah. But eventually, if you chase cars long enough, you kind of, Catch get one. to the 401 and you're like i'm going this way to yeah. toronto yeah it's kind of like, i don't know where it's going but it's going somewhere and i didn't know what to do for a couple of, and it was bad like it was kind of i was kind of in a tailspin there for a little while i think that happens to a lot of guys when they they lose because that was my whole life that was my whole i joined the military when i was 16 or 17 and that's all i ever wanted to do once i understood that that was something that existed when i was like 10 or 11 like i saw like a war movie or something and i'm like this is a thing and they're like yeah and i'm like i want to do that I need to do that for some reason. And I couldn't, you know, I was just yeah. sucked into it. And then, uh, then it was like, I thought I was going to be in there until I was dead. You know, I was like, I'm signing a 50 year contract. They'll replace my body parts with machines. I don't care. I'll just stay in here forever. It'll be my yeah. head in a jar or whatever you want to yeah. do. And then it, you know, it's wear and tear yeah. and you have the issues yeah. and everything that happens. You run out of gas. I used to say like the guys, like everybody's got an expiry date. Like some people can do it forever. Some guys do it 30, 40 years. Other guys can do it for five or 10. And they're just like, I can't, I just, I'm out of gas, man. And it, when you're out of gas, you're out of gas. You can take a break, and if it comes back, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But then I was like, "Well, now what do I do?" <laughs> it took a while, you know. I'm lucky I found this, but so unfortunately, a lot of guys end up just, uh, you know, they they deploy to uh, what did somebody say? They deploy to FOB, uh, you know, Ford operating base, living room couch, and you know, go on <laughs> beer drinking operations, and the next thing you know, they're dead or something. And it's uh, it's a sad, it's hard, you know, to replace something that significant because it's not just a job. You're not just like, uh, I show up eight to five and I, you know, fix cars or whatever. It's like my entire identity is wrapped up in, the, in, in all of this. This is who I am. You know, if I'm not, I'm not Master yeah. Corporal McKenzie, who the fuck am I? I don't know. And right. it's like, that's, fuck, I don't know. So it was, I'm, I'm lucky. Uh, <laughs> hey, you should, you should see if there's a position for like the R&R hotels and like, uh, you know, wherever. See if there's a, see if there's a requirement, some. Maybe you can get in there yeah. and work the R and R hotel. That's a good deal. That would that would be that would be juicy. I doubt the government would allow that. I don't know if they approve too much of my positions on a lot of you know basically call them calling them scum all the time and oh, <laughs> lying bastards okay. and this and that. I don't know. I don't know if VAC would approve that, but I don't know. You never know. Yeah. They they don't pay attention. They may have no idea. <laughs> We've been paying this guy for how long? <laughs> Probably, you should probably apply. You never know. You might have yourself a good deal there. Yeah, maybe uh, not. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Something to do anyway. Oh, do you, do you watch, uh, I was thinking that too. Do you watch a lot of like, because um, I, was, I was just thinking like, because I was a kid, I was just drawn into this and like just the war movies and the whole culture of it. Like, was it something you like play? I, the video that I played earlier, were you just like, you were just like, I just walked by the recruiting center and just went in. That's <laughs> just like, I just felt like well, doing it. It's, Here's the thing with my kind of war history. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I didn't have that plan as a kid. I did not. Uh, I remember sitting in the bathtub when I was like probably three years old with my brother who was five. And mm. I remember still very clearly looking at my mother, who's German, by the way, and oh. left the country, you know, and whose entire family was basically destroyed by the war 
you know, she, she looked at us and she said, I want you to be happy and I want you to do anything you want to do. And I will be, I will support you. And with anything you ever want to do in your life, just never be a soldier. <laughs> so, uh, something must have happened there. Yeah. Something must have happened. Yeah. Because, soldier, huh? That's what you took away from this conversation was the last word. The, yep. That's all I remember. Fruit, the forbidden fruit. Yeah. But no, I, I didn't really, I mean, I wasn't really into war movies, nothing like that. Mm. My, uh, so, so like I said, my mother was, my mother's side of the family was German and mm. uh, my father's side of the family was Canadian. And, uh, and my father and my grandfather, it's actually it's quite some interesting. they used to just fight war like for hours every second sunday like every second sunday it was just war philosophy between the side oh, of the germans and the side of the allied forces huh. and it really meant a lot to them because they were both of them were deeply deeply involved um yeah and I, I would, you know, when you're a kid, you don't have to be involved in the conversation. If, if, if it's right. going on, you record everything, right? Yeah. So I must have kind of internalized a little bit of that. And that's probably part of it. But I had no, I had no plan to, I had, I had dreadlocks halfway, you know, past my <laughs> shoulders. And I walked into the recruiting office. Yeah. And, and I got on course, like immediately, like, because yeah. it just so happened the timing was perfect. Yeah. But well, you were well, you're like six foot five. They're probably like, yep, get in here. <laughs> Send him to the airborne immediately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did yeah. you, you probably, you got in after that was probably over, I think. Did you? I, so I got in in 95. So, so it was interesting. So, so I, so we did our basic training in Kingston. Uh, so I was with the Princes of Wales. That's a, a reserve unit in Kingston not too far from where I grew up. All the best uh, guys start as reservists. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, <laughs> so I was, I was there. We did our summer. Well, we did our QL2. So our basic in Kingston. Then we went to Petawawa and the airborne had just recently been disbanded. So our entire staff uh, was all airborne guys. So Ooh. our QL3, so our basic training was taught by the disbanded airborne guys. So it was a, incredible. It was an incredible way for me to start, you know, yeah. having all these, you yep. know, basically the top of the military at the time teaching you yep. on basic. Great. It's so important. Like that I would get frustrated. Like, cause I was like that, that would like, I'd always like beat myself up. Like I want to do everything as perfectly as possible. If I fucked anything up, I'd be like, God damn it. Because I was aware, I was just so lucky with the guys that taught me coming in. Like even some of the reserve guys were just like very, very switched on guys that really cared, really went the extra mile all the time. And like, really, it was like, I got like just laid out in front of me. Like, here's the best way to do, I mean, and they put the effort in, like they were working like night, 18 hour day, like not sleeping for days. Cause they're doing lesson plans at four o'clock in the morning and they're just, you know, and then they're going, I'm doing PT. So it's like, you have that, or you could have had the fat lazy guy who checks out at 4 30 and you know he's late to work and you know I mean? like you could have either one and i had these excellent guys one of my first 
uh, section manager I had in the, he was in, in the reserves. He was doing his retirement, like on the way out was uh, Brian. He was a three VP guy. He was a two commando guy. And you know, all those guys were just, um, yeah, it was, it was so lucky to have like, to be able to pick their brains and to learn from guys like that, that, you know, learn what's the phrase, you know, learn from the people that know. Um, and that was definitely those guys. Lucky. Yeah. Funny. Uh, it was funny actually with me, the, the guy who was teaching me, uh, you know, T-Bar, uh, Barrett uh he was my Tim Barrett great guy he's retired now anyways he was my well anyways I don't I probably shouldn't be saying names on this show <laughs> anyways he ended up uh sorry I'm sorry it's about all good that. <laughs> he's mad at you not so, me <laughs> yeah I know I know uh I'm saying sorry to him yeah if okay if he's watching uh anyways he was he was my instructor on my basic well basic infantry mm. so yeah and just a super hardcore airborne dude like you know yeah. just follow the dude around basically and then it just so happened the way it kind of worked by some kind of fluke is we were both on the same course uh getting down into the hill oh. same same course yeah so so it was great you know like so he's we're, we're we are now both students on the next phase yeah. <laughs> awkward for him tough yeah T no 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 tough tough no. dude tough tough dude yeah that was uh yeah i i had a had a had a little run with that it was it's a tough you know, people go to these to these uh, these tryouts and come back and and you know get ribbed by everybody. Like, oh, you do, oh, you quit in a day, and you know all this stuff. And, and I'm like, go go try it, <laughs> go see what it's like, man. You don't know, it's fucking no joke, man. It's uh, it's intense. Yeah. It's it it's got a reputation for a reason. Lots of fun. Yeah, Lots seven of fun. easy days. Seven easy days. Chocolate cake yeah. and high fives. Yeah, uh, a few of my friends, a few, of my, a lot of my friends went and did that. A few of them got in, uh, some of them didn't. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I always was drawn to that because I think because of, uh, I met a few of those guys just by chance. Again, um, we were doing like some pistol, some of these guys taught me how to shoot pistols and they, they taught me an interesting trick where he was like, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't want to say the guy's name. I, I don't make sure I remember it now, but uh, where you, you put the finger, the guy puts his finger on your trigger finger and he's like, you just do right. everything else and let me do this. And then you're, you're going to understand that the trigger control and sights. everything. Sights, 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 sights. Yep. He's just, yeah, exactly. Right. And, uh, I was like, Oh, you know, so I got to learn and, uh, just the way they were. And, uh, it was so different from the regular military where you've got these guys with egos and, you know, I'm a fucking sergeant. You address me. And they just like, hi, I'm Billy, you know? And it's like, this guy has every reason and every, you know, possible way to like brag and act like a big shot and he does the exact opposite he's just a dude and he's very nice and you know what i mean and i was like these there's something different about these kinds of guys that i wanted i wanted to be around that and uh learn from those people and yeah it was just i was uh, that's kind of why i was drawn to it you know i just those are like that 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 uh i don't know you know what i mean that tribe of dudes you know what i mean i was like that's i want to go i want to see what these guys are all about don't regret any of it <laughs> they're just special you know uh well, there's great, there's great people. There's people all over the forces for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting time, <laughs> especially in especially on decompression leave. We don't talk about those those days. Your early twenties with too much money and no sense, you know. 
I wonder if there's any. Yeah, I'm not even gonna ask. <laughs> can't I can't remember any of it. So yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man, yeah. So, so yeah, when, yeah, you got in in '96, and uh, you so you just got out not too long ago, then. So I got out, and I I retired actually. My twenty was done in uh, the end of '96, and I hung around for like uh, not even a year hmm. in uh, the reserve afterwards. Oh, really? But I did. Yeah, I hung huh. around like. So we have we have a, a reserve anyways i i oh I, oh roger okay i thought you meant like a, a reserve reserve unit like you went back no, to the reserves and we're like i thought about doing that and i was like i couldn't do it yeah no i you know i i didn't really want to leave at the time like you know yes yeah. kind of strange but but i ended up realizing that you know doing anything halfway just sucks for me yeah. it just sucks i didn't and I felt like it was kind of being a bit of an anchor for, you know, my transition and, you know, evolving into something different or new. So yeah. I just kind of, I just, I cut it and I was like, okay, done, done. Yeah. yeah. It's scary <laughs> for a lot of guys and they don't know what they're going to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a big world. It's a big world. You it know, is. A lot, of, a lot of challenges. It took me a while the, one of the interesting transitions for me mentally was uh, at, at the beginning, I kind of viewed retirement as a vacation or re retirement, you know, yeah. like my work was done. Yeah. Which, in, which is really uh, not that much fun, right? No. It's really not that much fun just to be idle. So it took me a while to remember all the good stuff about what I learned in the forces and just how to reapply that to something new. Um, yeah. All the same stuff, all the same stuff. You can, all the lessons, everything, yeah. you know, is worth even so much more in, in the big world, in the big world, you can yeah. make that level of dedication, that level of focus to anything. You're going to, you're going to be just fine. Just yeah. Fine. That's, I mean, just yeah, fine. you learn a lot about life and yourself doing those kinds of jobs where you got to push yourself and, that's where you learn yeah. the most was when you suffer and fail and, you know, have have to push horribly, you know, and, uh, you know, Rogan's talked about that. You know, my friend Derek says, you know, you, you, you don't really, you're not living unless you're going beyond your comfort zone. If you stay comfortable forever, you're just dying. You know? And uh, you probably know who David Goggins is. You ever follow or read any of his stuff or. Love that guy. Yeah. Yo, isn't, isn't he intense? You want to watch? I said, what a killer. What a he killer. is. Oh man. It's just, I read, I listened, well, I listened to his book on stay hard, stay hard, stay hard. You know, he's out I'm just, this guy's a machine. And, uh, I knew he was, but I, I didn't, I had his book on tape and I listened to it the last time I drove out here from Halifax. And it was just like, by the time I got to Winnipeg, I was like, this guy is on another level. This guy's something else, man. And, uh, yeah, yeah it was just his whole life experience. Crazy. But yeah, just, uh, pushing yourself through those, you know, if you stay, com what do you say? If you're, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. You know, if you're not pushing yourself, you're not, uh, you just stay comfortable. You're just dying. You're not doing anything. You're decaying really. So, you know, yeah. at any age and he's like, now I fucking, now he's a fireman. He was a seal forever. And you did all the ultra marathon stuff. He's like, now I'm a, he does these extreme firefighting, uh, like the guys they send out to the, Cal he's probably doing that right now is all the wildfires in California. They'll send these guys out there to do that yeah. stuff. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's not fun to just sit around. I did that for a little while, and I had kind of the same idea. It's like, well, you know, I'm, uh, 
I'm okay. I get a pension. I can just sit here and watch TV. And I was like, that was fun for a couple months. And then it was like, this is the rest. This is what I'm doing for the rest of the time. This sucks. This is boring. You know, it's, um, you know, you know about my pumpkin stuff. I know, I know there's, there's something, something going on with you with pumpkins. What's that about? Do you know, do you know anything about growing pumpkins? Not really. I know about eating them. Have you ever heard of giant pumpkins or growing giant pumpkins? No. Okay. Well, you must, you must know about giant pumpkins. Um, they exist. Yeah. I'm aware of them. (laughs) So do you know how they, do you know how they grow a giant pumpkin? No. Okay. Well, so a pumpkin, do you know about a pumpkin plant, like a pumpkin vine? You ever yes. grown or anything? I've seen, yeah, I've seen okay. them. I know what you mean. Yeah. There, there's, there's many pumpkins on the vine. Right. Right. So to, jo- to grow a giant pumpkin, you actually have to pinch off every single flower except for one. Oh, so it steals all the resources. Everything. Okay. Everything. All in. All in. This is it. It's, this is it. That was, I think, it was Goggins talking about that as well. He's like, if you don't, if you have a safety net too, um, you know, if you're doing something different, if you like, well, I have a plan B. He's like, I had no fucking plan B because if you do and yeah. it gets hard, you're going to be tempted to go. I'll just do the other thing. You know, it's easy. I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll fall on my safety net. But if you don't have one, you're for, like, you're, you're all in. You're committed to this. Like, this is it. I have to do this, and there's no other way out. You're going to get your best effort out of that. You know what I mean? Maybe you fail, you don't, but you couldn't have possibly tried harder because there was, there's no other choice. You've got no other option, right? I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So physically, like, I mean, you live your life a whole bunch of different ways. There's a lot of things going on. But physically, the physical expression of my being when it comes to the giant pumpkin theory, right here. The hands? Just not, not hands, plural, hand. One hand, it's all about the hand for the arm wrestling? Just this one. Just the right, Just right the, hand, yeah. That's it. So for the past two years, basically, the only exercise that I've done is to strengthen my right hand. It's- And, it's and pancakes, a lot of pancakes. Oh, is, yeah, this a, no, is this pancakes. an- this is before yeah. you were. Tra- this is during your off season. I assume by your. No, man, that's that's peak <laughs> season right there. That is. Peak, that is peak. Hey, we're not bodybuilders. We don't have to look good. We just have to be able to perform. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> pancakes. Pancakes have changed the arm wrestling industry, man. Everybody is pancaking out these days. Oh, you're yeah. pretty lean in this picture. I don't know if that's. I don't know if this is all pancakes. Uh, I- Naturally, I'm a skinny guy. Like I'm a skinny guy by design. But let me tell you, I wasn't that guy in on May 28th. <laughs> no, you were not. huge. I was not. Yeah, uh, that was great, and it was fun to watch too. That was nothing. It was like you're so good at it. It's fun to watch anybody that's really good at anything. Um, I, I like that's why people get drawn into certain sports. I was just thinking about this, like like Michael Jordan, maybe like if you don't even like basketball, but just to watch somebody be so dominant at something is just satisfying to watch. You're like, man, that guy's really good at whatever that is, you know. And it's just fun to watch somebody. It's like art, you know, in a way. And you just, it was just wild. I was pulling. I was hoping you'd win, and it was just, um, yeah, it was just crushed and crushing domination. It was fun to watch. I felt kind of bad for the other yeah. guy actually. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. A little somebody, bit. somebody but, in the YouTube hey. chat was just like, uh, "Does Devin know the monster?" Like, yeah, I think he knows him quite well. Isn't that who you just beat <laughs> for this? 
He said he was just watching him on Duck Dynasty or something. Is that where it was? That's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Michael's yeah. a great guy. He's uh Michael and I have a very long history. He's he's like me. He's been arm wrestling, you know, for 30 years or something crazy. And yeah, yeah we've got we've got a little bit back and forth. He's beat me, I've beat him now. So uh <laughs> yeah, but and this last time I crushed him. I crushed him this last time. <laughs> it's kind of fun it's funny watching because it's like pro wrestling in a way because you guys are like so mean like it's it's really like it's a battle you know and i there was one and it turns out i guess you guys are good friends i guess by your instagram uh, matt mask the other guy he's from alberta i think and uh the one one of the ones i watched you were just like he was struggling so hard and you were like no i'm choosing not to end this yet you're like i want you to remember this (laughs) i was like oh yeah well i mean when we actually so like the community like most of us know each other most of us are friends but as soon as we have a match set normal well it depends on a lot of guys are, are friends with each other the whole way through but i always choose to as soon as i have a match with somebody i'm like okay we're gonna fight now you're mm-hmm. cool with fighting me yes okay i'm cool with fighting you okay let's do it yeah and the fight for me starts starts months before we ever yeah like as soon as they say the fight is set yeah i'm you might not even know it yet, but I'm fighting you. <laughs> You've got like a, do you put like a picture up of him in your bedroom and you know, I whole- have, I tell you like my psychologist probably needs to do a lot of work with me because I spent <laughs> way too much time thinking about people. Way too much. <laughs> I, lo- I love that though. Cause it's like, uh, it, there's so much power in that. Cause it, it's like, um, it's also like kind of, a defense mechanism maybe in a way that where you're like, if you're focused on someone else, you don't have time to like second guess and doubt yourself. You know, I think that plagues a lot of they, their confidence chips away. And I don't know if I can do this. Or, you know, the, the thoughts that creep in there where it's like, no, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy focused on destroying this person <laughs> and trying to and analyzing fixation. them. And sorry. Yeah. Target fixation, right? Yeah. Just and trying to, trying to look for weaknesses. And... That's it. Just watch closely. Watch mm. closely. Yeah, it's interesting what you learn, you know, if you focus in any field, you know, it's, yeah, you know, and the truths always go over and over and yeah. what you can pull into something as simple as the sport of arm wrestling. Like, mm. I feel like I've learned a lot of psychology through the sport yeah. of arm wrestling, you know, because yeah. the last probably, uh, well, I'd say I've really, I've really gotten active with it since I've retired, like before my retirement, like I did it, but not the way I have, you know, the last few years, right. uh, you know, the, the, the mental stuff beforehand, like if you can understand a person, you can start to understand how to best attack them mentally. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are very similar, you know, some people actually, some people, some people actually respond to straight up, you know, threats and bullying. And, yep. you know, a lot of people, a lot of people do, but, but actually a lot of people who are really good at stuff, as soon as they face that, it actually makes them stronger. Like mm. if you try and bully, or threaten, yeah. you know, a guy who's really a badass, yeah. normally what you do is you make him more powerful. <laughs> so, I see that as a challenge. Yeah. It's like, Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, don't wake the sleeping giant. You know, yeah. just pissing him off now. Right? Yeah. It's interesting. And, it's a very common psychology. It's very common, especially if you give someone enough time. Like if you start to approach someone, like, you know, if you if you basically start threatening someone months before an event, 
<laughs> like there might be that initial kind of fear reaction, but then they're going to start yeah. to plan and get ready. And, you know, you know, um, you know about the Mongols, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you know how the Chinese beat the Mongols. Do you know how they did it? No, actually, I don't. Just before or after Genghis Khan? They, 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 they basically let them come into their castles. They fed them. They didn't fight them. They let them have mm. their women. And then before you knew it, they weren't Mongols anymore. Ah, they converted them. Well, they just softened them up. They just gave them everything that they wanted. Oh, I see and, what you mean. Yeah, they took away the Spartan, of you know, the, the, what's where their strength yeah. came from. And they've fatten them up and soften them up right hmm. yeah and and a lot of a lot i find a lot of people that i encounter like a lot of the champions a lot of the champion mindsets are from overcoming from from you know from rising through from beating adversity and yeah when you kind of take all that away yeah you know what i mean you, you need you, the you need the struggle. My buddy Pat was talking. We were talking about uh, the McGregor, and he when he was, he's been not like he's not the same guy as he was before. I don't know if you follow fighting a lot, uh, UFC yeah, or whatever. And he's yeah. like he's like classic, you know, defeated by silk sheets, sleeping in silk sheets. You know, he's too <laughs> successful now. He's like that 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 you know intensity that he used to bring to the hunger to to win is now like well you know I've got a hundred million dollars. You know, fighting for a hundred grand isn't super important anymore. Not as much as it was. I don't really no. feel like now he's getting his leg snapped in half for, you know, whatever it was he got paid for that fight. But yeah, it's interesting that, yeah. uh, I, I like, it's kind of, uh, I like the mental battle aspect of it too. Like when you, when you guys are doing the arm wrestling, like the, the struggle back and forth. Cause it's like you're someone's mentally challenged, like coming at you while you're being physically punished. Like you're getting tired and it starts to hurt and you know, and somebody's on top of you. Give, so it's like that kind of, it's similar to like the uh, like the selection phase, you know, stuff like that, and then it's stuff like that in the military where it's like, now that you're in, now that you're really hurting, now I'm going to apply some mental pressure to you and see how much worse I can make this. For you. Like I love those strong, you know, like that's where that's where you really yeah. find out what somebody's made of. Then when you really like dump it right, right on them, right when they're at their lowest, is like let's let's fucking see what you got now, and like, then it's and that's, that's the time to do it. That's yeah. the time to do it. Like that can be the thing that pushes a guy over the edge. Mm -hmm. You know, once they're in the fight, once it's too late to adjust, it's just an extra thing that you can throw at them. So, yeah, that's why when I when I'm actually fighting, like at the table, right away, if I see an opportunity, I will start to talk. And <laughs> and I, it's it's so powerful. If if you can do it properly, you can. Being ahead is nice. And, and, and if you can get ahead and then start laying the, the talk down, it's, it's very easy to convince a person that they have no chance. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Man, yeah. Fun, you just fun times, beat, beat them mentally, you know? It's good times. Good times. Makes you feel, makes you feel like a good person. <laughs> I'm, I want to destroy you mentally. That would, that's preferred. That's my preferred method of destruction. I don't want to just beat uh, you. I want, I want you to like doubt yourself as a man. That's what I would prefer. It, it, I want, <laughs> it's a, it's a, hey, I'm only sharing what I received for years and years and years. So it's just, yeah. it's just a balancing of energy.
Hmm. Yeah, I'm just giving. I'm just giving back to the universe. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. Oh yeah. man, that was so good when you. Uh, yeah, these are all. I've got yeah. some of them on here. Yeah, one more year. These yeah, are great. This is on uh, YouTube. It's the. Is it the top uh, ten yeah. or top five? There's there's Matt there. Yeah, is this the Matt. one you're like? I want you to remember this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was. So this is round one of that match. But yeah, mm. yeah. I'm I'm saying one more year, one more yeah. year because we've got a long, long history, Matt and I as well, and. Yeah, he's fully capable of beating me. He didn't, he, I wasn't even gonna pin him, right? So he yeah. fouled out. Yeah, I think he is. He from Alberta. He is. Well, he's yeah. actually from Timmins, but okay. yeah, he's a yeah, he's a rigger. So he's oh yeah, he's a, okay. Yeah, he's from Red Deer. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, great sport. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's, I'm surprised at how much fun it, w- it was to watch. Yeah, this dumb way too. Well, strong. get involved, man. Get out there. <laughs> get on. Get on. Oh, I would get. Yeah. how do the weight classes work there's a weight class for everybody yeah like, yeah. like what are they how are they broken down you're in the ultra super mega heavyweight division i think <laughs> yeah i'm in the pancake division <laughs> the pumpkin division sometimes so i'm in I'm, I'm in a kind of special spot where you know if i want to be a little bit more responsible i can cut down to like heavyweight so yeah. i can like if i want to run and be in good shape and you know make my wife happy I can probably be a hundred kilo important. Yeah. Yeah. But if I want to be just like the best I can possibly be on as an arm wrestler, then I just, you know, yeah. My face gets round and going for the power. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I'm always just like, I don't know. I, I, I flop back and forth. It's like, should I lose 10 pounds or gain 10 pounds? And I'd never do either. I just stay exactly the same. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta have goals. You gotta go one way or the other. You have a mission of some kind, yeah. I change yeah. like every day. Like I'm gonna run today, and then the tomorrow I'll be like, no, I'm gonna eat six thousand calories and do deadlifts all day. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, normally every five or ten uh, kilos, so like every you know every ten pounds or so, there's there's a weight division that you can find, and the tournaments are all different. Like you can find, but basically, yeah. I mean, if if you're anything under two hundred and twenty pounds, there's a division you know yeah. every 10 or 10 or 15 20 pounds I've, I've got the classic i was told a- alien hands uh, when i was trying to learn how to shoot i've got this small hands long fingers problem so i've got oh, these good. long <laughs> it's a pain and in the that'll work. yeah, yeah. You use the finger strength maybe to uh yeah well it's you can shut a person down the further you wrap around it, this uh, whole sport's all it's all hands it's interesting how technical it is i was you know it's fun to watch it's like i you know you know something else to something else to enjoy and it's good, you know, the community building, like you said, you've been doing it. Yeah, and what's it called? Uh, in Canada, what, what, I almost wanted to say hookers. Oh, yeah, That's not what it's called. Busters. Jeez, what yeah, are they yeah. Hookers. I don't know. Uh, well, we're, we are called the Ottawa High Hookers. That's our name. Oh, maybe that. Maybe I saw it somewhere, and that's why it's in my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. could be that. Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, come on out and play. Come on yeah. out and play. <laughs> get get Next wrecked. Next you pass through Ottawa. Next time you pass through, you'll have to stop in, and I'll, whatever. We'll definitely, definitely do that. that. And I'll show you, show you some tricks. Yeah, there's a bunch of the, some of the other, a lot of guys. There's a couple of guys in the chat, I guess that knew. Uh, I don't want to name their names, but there's a few, few of your buddies apparently are watching, and oh yeah, a lot of other old, uh, old soldiers and stuff around. Wow, War Relish eighty nine says hello from Merck and the Relish family. Pickley from Ontario says, "See, the Great Pumpkin does exist." Oh, Charlie Brown, it is. It's uh, his name is Devin. <laughs> Yeah. The great pumpkin. Well, you give me, you give me like another ten years on this. I, I feel like, you know, when you think about fitness 
health and everything. I mean, most people are doing something similar. A lot of people are generalists. A lot of people are specialists in their sport, but I'm going like, I'm doing something really weird now. Like just one hand is all the homework for me. That's it. I'll still arm wrestle. I'm not living in a wheelchair or anything yet, but I think in like 10 years, I think that this is going to be a very fascinating experiment to, to hmm. unfold, share with people, you know, yeah. I think so, I'll have, I, I, I'm hoping I look like Hellboy, you know, just <laughs> one, one just super killer claw and the other, the rest of me is kind of normal. Yeah. You know? Grab, grab my little hand, you know, are you, yeah. so you're right or left-handed you're cause you won with, you're the, the champion with both arms. Yeah, and you're, the, and you're the only person to ever do that. I think is that correct? Well, I was the first person to do it. Okay, I was. Yeah, I was the first person. I'd say in modern, modern, like kind of recorded arm wrestling to do mm. it. Uh, but once I did it, I feel like a whole bunch of guys did it. <laughs> like I feel it's, like I was the first. Yeah, that's how it goes, right? Yeah. It's the uh, the the Roger Bannister effect. I was talking about that before. Yeah. Right? The guy nobody could yeah. run a four minute mile. This guy does it, and then everybody fucking does it all of a sudden. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. I feel like after I did it, like every super heavyweight champ was like right and left. There was this guy, Dennis Plankoff. Then uh, I think Andre Pushkar was one and one as well. Mm. And now, I mean, it's probably Levon is probably ranked number one, right and left in the world too. So, but yeah, I was, I was the first guy to, to break the ice and do kind of both. But, but, but now at 40, so I did that when I was like early thirties. Mm. So now I'm like, I don't think it's possible for me to have the energy to be on that level. Uh, so yeah, so now I've got pumpkin where I think I can be like at that level a little bit. And I've got party hand. Party hand is, is just around for fun. Party you know, whatever. <laughs> That's what I call it. Party hand. Uh, you know, whatever. I, I don't put any expectations, no stress, no yeah. nothing. If if no, whatever. Um, just one giant and, arm <laughs> one giant hand and i will never yeah, lose i will never lose right oh. fascinating experiment for me I, yeah. I i think it's so much fun to try it because because i i don't think there's i don't know of many people who are trying this experiment like i don't mm. see many people in the fitness industry who are like i'm just gonna work out my right calf that's it <laughs> It's almost like a meme. Like it's a joke. It's like, that was like, yeah, like the, it's like, oh, there's just one guy with one huge hand and arm. like, but what if I did do that? You know, that's funny. Think about right. it. And you're just yeah. like, why not? I, I might as well. well. There's a, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Like, yeah. why not, why not try this, try this one-off experiment to see what they, I mean, I'm actually, I'm really fast. I, I mean, like I say, I've worked out, I've been in love with fitness since I was a teenager mm. and and this this last couple of years of playing with this theory, fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. Is yeah. it a rumor or is it true that both of your parents were Olympic athletes? Is that a rumor? Or is it true? Um. Well, uh, it's 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 not true. There is some <laughs> truth to it, but that's the thing with rumors is they normally yeah. start with a little bit of truth, and then they uh, they turn into something. Yeah. My my dad was a fairly high level wrestler my grandfather on my father's side i think he still might hold some records out in alberta somewhere mm. running all boston and, and uh and my uh on my mother's side my grandmother was uh on the german olympic team so oh wow so kind of true yeah, back, <laughs> back, back back in during the war times 
Yeah. Oh, uh, way, way back then, like in the forties. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. fascinating that, uh, like you have family on both sides of that. That's interesting. And I guess a lot of guys probably do now because the, like the guys yeah. have been deployed to Germany for so long. They have tons of guys of German wives. There's, there's a guy, uh, in our battalion who he's, his his mother's German, you know, there's, a, there's quite a few of those. So there's a, yeah. It's and you got to hear these philosophical conversations back and forth about uh, about the whole thing. Yeah. Like that's fascinating, and I, I always, uh, I felt bad for these guys in a lot of ways because they don't get anything. Like uh, I was in uh, I was in Germany a while ago, and there was an old guy there, and he was just telling about like they don't. He's like, we don't have fuck all. We don't have Remembrance Day. Nothing. It's just not talked about. You don't you don't have shit. And it's like, how is just like warrior to warrior as a guy who like I was just here doing what I thought I was, you know what I mean? I'm fighting for my country the same as anybody else. And like, they don't even get afforded that basic respect. That's, I mean, that feels wrong to me. It's like this guy, he was a radio operator in whatever infantry division lost an arm and then went home. Like, what do you, the, the punishes, it just sucks. You know, it's kind of sucks for them. <laughs> it's, I can't imagine. I'm trying to put myself in that position. Like that would be awful. It's like losing twice. You're talking about like for the German side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Germany was destroyed. Oh, yeah. They, well, I mean, yeah. that's, that was the lesson, never lose. If you're going to fight a war, do not lose because you're at the total mercy of whoever defeats you, and uh, you better hope that it's as someone as benevolent as America because if it's not, um, you know, if it's the Soviet yeah. Union, you're going to have a tough time. You're going to have a bad time. The Soviet Union comes in and takes half your country and rapes all the women, <laughs> you know, and all the craziness that went on. And, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, I felt bad for those guys. Yeah. Just as, just, you know, like soldier to soldiers. Like I can, and I like, I like, I was fascinated, like reading their books and stuff. Um, I, fin I read one that was, uh, this guy was, um, he was, he was originally a truck driver and then they remustered him to like an infantry uh, division. And, um, Guy Saget, he was French. He was like a French Alsace Lorraine German. He was like one of those half and half guys. And, uh, yeah. and that book, Forgotten Soldier, it was called. And just the, the sheer insanity of it. Um, I was like that. I like, I was like, guys should read these books because there's like a lot of awful shit that happened overseas. A lot of the dudes and, and stuff. And it's like, it helps put it into perspective. It's like, things are bad, but like knowing how much worse it could be is almost like makes you feel better. It's like, Oh, well, you know, yeah. You know, Oh seven was kind of bad, but it was not the fucking Ukraine pocket. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Like some of those stories yeah, were just like, not. and, and being an infantry, an infantryman, like I can, I, like the stuff that he's describing, it's like, I've done a lot of these things, like just the, you know, my feet fucking hurt and I'm freezing and I'm hungry. I'm like, yeah, I'm right there in the, in the hole in the ground. And then he's like, um, there was one scene that was like, I got terrified reading it. And he's like, uh, I was in a hole with this guy and there was a, a brand, a veteran guy. They called him the veteran through the, through, cause he'd been in the, in the war since like 39. And this guy was like their, he was like the, the old corporal of the section kind of thing. And, uh, he came running back from the, the trench ahead of them because they could hear the ground moving and shit. Like they did their first four waves. It's like, you know what I mean? The Russians attack in four waves and it's over. We, we did the four waves. We survived. We're like, thank God they're using the rocket artillery. It's a nightmare. Like, oh, they're drinking wine. Like, yeah. finally, thank God it's over. And then there's a fifth wave and he comes running back oh, no. and he just jumps in and grabs them and he goes, there's a million of them run for your lives. And then he looks and there's, a th and they said the, in the after action report, they estimated it was what 600,000 Russian soldiers. It was like over a half a million with armor and the whole thing. Just, he's like the ground was moving with that many people all running, screaming towards you. I'm like, that's insane. So guys are like, you know, yeah, Afghanistan was, was kind of rough and sketchy, but like, then there's as, as extreme oh, as this can get. 
Afghanistan. Not 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 comparable. Not no. comparable. No. Well, Afghanistan is probably more like enhanced police activity. Mm. You know. And it was different. Yeah. And and there were similarities in that too, where they were always worried about uh Kasai's will be like, well, Afghanistan was, you know, you could get hit anywhere, anytime, and there's mines and booby traps and all that. Same thing happened to them. It's like there's Russian partisans literally everywhere. Guys will go like, Yeah, go back to yeah. the kitchen truck, and then he goes back to the kitchen, never comes back because some guy grabbed and draw dragged him into a barn, cut his head off. And they're like, Well, Fritz is gone, it's so <laughs> yeah. Hale is not comparable. No, it's, it's not comparable. I always found it fascinating because it's just this craziest thing. Like World War II is like basically the craziest thing that's ever happened. The whole world was on fire for like five years. Just the scale of it and the yeah. insanity of it. Entire I, cities were I'm erased. Sure like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's been crazier stuff if you can go back mm. far enough. But definitely in the last you know hundred years, <laughs> yeah. without question, yeah. without question, yeah. definitely. Just the, some of the stuff, like I, I meant, like the sky got dark because that many bombers came in and leveled the city, created a fire vortex so powerful it was dragging people down the street, pulling them into the fire. Like just he, like literally nightmarish things that you can't even describe. Like how would you describe that to somebody? <laughs> like how was, so that's why I think the real, like people are like, Grandpa never talked about the war. It's like, how could you? Yeah. How could you even explain yeah. these to somebody? It's like, it was shitty. That's all you need to know. <laughs> not, I can't even, yeah. how do you describe something like yeah. that? Yeah, my uh, my grandmother is Danish, so I don't I don't have a German, but uh, close. And, and her mom uh, has memories of, of that. You know, when they uh, the occupation came into Denmark and so on, and family members on you know it's it's crazy and it's a uh, it's a shitty thing. <laughs> Wars are shitty. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope we can avert one for the next little bit. Yeah, till till yeah. If we're good, let's go another hundred years without doing that again, because especially with the, everything we yeah. got now, it would just be devastating. I don't think they're becoming. I don't think we'd be coming yeah. back. Or at least, or at least, let's decide to fight aliens or mm. like sharks instead of each other. Yeah, you know? dolphins. Yeah, how about we declare like a real war, like with as much effort as like World War Two against mosquitoes and just <laughs> genocide them. Let it, let it be done. Let it be done <laughs> for all. You serve like, no purpose. Destroy them now. When you look at all the wars over the the entire lifespan of of the human race, man, those those mosquitoes they got they got this it's got to be payback, man. <laughs> Speaking uh, of the the Russians again, yeah, they fucking uh, can, can we unite and destroy mm, these creatures once and for all? People people would, but then you'd have like the left wing groups that would be like, we're you know. People, hashtag save the mosquitoes and you know we're mosquito yeah, supremacists I'd and say if we could get a 51 percent vote maybe that's what we need we need a politician to come along to unite us all yeah. war against the mosquitoes yeah. we don't need everybody we just need enough just need enough 51 percent. Yeah, just enough 51%. solid yeah bus full of nuns thank man He's, he says has anyone asked if he is batman I, I haven't, but I know that I've never seen Devin or Batman in the same place at the same time. So the onus is on him to prove that he's not Batman. You know, in my opinion. Uh, but. Uh, yeah. I wish I could be that cool. Can't, can't confirm or deny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway. I, I, got, I got to get going. I got to get going. Yep. yep. It's been awesome. Yeah, it was great, man. I, yeah, uh, I, come by when you're through Ottawa. Give me a message. I absolutely yeah, will hang. do that.
thanks a lot, man. It's an yeah. honor and a privilege and uh, great, uh, great having you here. And I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'll <laughs> say hi to you next time I run one of these streams here. I know that you're, and, uh, you know, say yeah. hi again to your wife and uh, your kids and everything and uh, take care of everybody. And yeah, if you're in the, in the Canada area, one last time, <laughs> what's it? Busters. Yeah. Getting there, learning. That's it. That's it. What was the address? 430? 420. You can't forget 420. I, I Come did. on, man. <laughs> I've had too much 420 that I forgot 420. Don't forget 420 Hazeldean. 420 Hazeldean. Okay. Go check it out. Take, keep, keep crushing it. Cheers, man. You too. Thanks a lot. Oh, and that's that's going to do it for that. Oh, awesome, man. That was fun. Um, great guy. Love to, uh, always fun to talk to. I love his Instagram. Go, G go check it out it's hilarious it's uh just very um you know inspiring stuff i wanted to ask him about the pants i forgot about that i wonder if it gives him superpowers because he always uh competes with these these uh multi-cam pants on i don't know if that's where he gets his power could be the pumpkins could be the pants could be a lot of things and there's a giant hammer that he's won there armbet.net is his uh website uh you can go there there's apps and stuff and you can download that and find people in your area that want to uh want to fucking arm wrestle you know uh why not? You know, so people are into it. It's, it's, it, it's fun. <laughs> I don't mind it. Um, and it's interesting to talk to uh, these guys and, you know, listen to what they have to say. And they're, they're, oh, what the hell's going on here? Wrong one. The, uh, the insight into, you know, just the, the warrior culture and the mindset and everything like that. That guy, seven tours, can you imagine? You know, shot and blown up and the whole thing, man. Um, that's one of our, that's one of our guys. So, you know, honor and a privilege and my pleasure to, have him here, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, Private Boomer says he's going to go get stuff done now. Yeah, you probably should. Uh, Big Mac, glad you guys enjoyed it. Everybody over there on YouTube. Uh, uh, I'm Batman. Cowboys fan is Batman. Okay, yeah, and Trent Dabbs says Batman's arms aren't that big. Yeah, it's, uh, anyway, I'm, uh, I guess I'm going to take tomorrow off, I think. Uh, I was going to do maybe, I don't know. I'm just... Uh, it's a long weekend you know i want to i want to do stuff too i need i need a life guy i got things to do or things i want to do so uh i'll be i'll be away tomorrow and i'll be back on monday for whatever again unless it's still abandoned destroyed and deleted like always uh or ragecast 157 is that what we're at now something like that uh i don't know you know it's uh you know you never know who's listening to isn't that cool it's uh it's a small world and uh it's an honor and a privilege again and uh to entertain you guys and be here to do this i'm very lucky and uh you know just uh, appreciate your time here because it's it's limited you never know you never know when the when the bell's gonna ring for you so live your life to the fullest uh enjoy every minute of it and uh life's too short to do shit that you hate <laughs> i guess you gotta do what you gotta do all right guys cheers uh, i'm gonna Play one last, uh, where is the, sorry to get that timestamp. Yep. One little bit here and uh, I'll see you next time. I'll see you Monday, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, probably, if I, unless something happens. 8 p.m. Eastern, entrystream.live, as usual, ragingdistant.com. Gab, Telegram, TikTok, Instagram, all the stuff that's up there. Uh, oh, I, I didn't update this. We're actually at 17 days now without, uh, you know, mass death. It's very strange. Uh, 17 let's update that i mean i was told it was going to be the end of the world i don't i don't know what's going on i'm i'm, I'm sure any minute now the uh the science will will catch up with everything all right guys cheers
Propatria. Uh, you know, it turns out Devin was also part. He was a Patricia briefly as well. So he's got dual citizenship. So you guys don't have, don't have to feel left out. He was also he's got one of your hat badges too. So it is what it is. One RCR Iron Man team. Hilarious. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, and thanks to Devin and everybody for tuning in. I very much enjoyed that. It was uh, you know a lot of fun. And uh, I'll see you next time, guys. Roger. Death to Stalin. Fuck that guy. So he's going for the big bet. Yeah! And it's over at the left. Larrett so hits him hard yeah! and closes it out. No limits. No limits. You know, I, I love this sport. I love, I love the feelings that it gives me. In this life, you know, you can get material wealth. You can get all sorts of things, but the real treasure, I think, is these feelings. And to me, this is a feeling I'll treasure forever. Thanks, WAL. See you guys soon.